Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, May 23rd, 2022, despite the fact I said 2020 yesterday in church. <laughs> I'm locked, man, just locked in 2020 for some reason. So anyway, but no, today is uh, Monday, May 23rd, 2022, and um, yeah, glad to have you guys on. We, uh, we had a good weekend. Busy weekend. I'm sure a lot of folks had uh, a lot of things going on with graduations, end of school year type stuff. At least down here uh, around Tampa was a lot of uh, graduations and uh, open houses and you know, all the festivities related to end of the school year. Um, and so I'm sure where you are, either that's happened, happening, or will happen in the next few weeks. Uh, so um yeah so we had a good day so yesterday was kind of graduate sunday at church so we celebrated our high school graduates and their families and uh, finished up our series on open house so we talked a little bit about the importance of rest and having fun and celebrating uh, so yeah good morning greg good morning katie jerry lee good morning um yeah so little housekeeping thing heads up programming note um and by the way, thank you guys for sent, those that have sent me your email address so we can kind of create a, uh, a communication uh, database. So when things change with the podcast or glitches happen or just things you need to know about, I uh, can email you and just kind of let you know. Uh, so if you want to be on that list, and many of you have already re responded, but if you want to be on that list of just that email list, uh, the email me at BibleStudyPodcast2020 at gmail.com. BibleStudy2020 podcast 2020 at gmail.com and just say, Hey, I want to be on the list. Uh, I won't be sending out weekly emails or anything like that. It's just strictly for, uh, programming notes, things that you would want to know about things that were, um, things that are happening, uh, just so you'll know, Hey, um, this is coming up. Oh, that's why he wasn't online yesterday, whatever. Um, so yeah, so thanks for, so on that note, starting next week after Memorial day, um, we'll be going to the podcast only. So Facebook, Instagram, podcast only throughout the summer. Um, so if you uh, if you listen to it on the podcast, it will be no change at all for you. But if you uh, are a Facebook uh, or Instagram um, participant, uh, starting next week after Memorial Day, we'll be going the podcast only throughout the summer. So yeah, so uh, make sure you, you know you dust off that. Apple account or that Spotify account or uh, Anchor or Google, however you get your podcast, um, and um, and be ready to to make that transition next week. So, yeah, um, you know, summer mix it up a little bit, just make it a little more flexible, a little more fluid, and um, yeah, so that'll happen beginning next week. So this week will be unchanged. It'll happen. We'll be doing Monday through Thursday, just like we're doing right now, uh, but starting next week. 
we're going to go strictly to the podcast for the summer. All right, you guys. So uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8 is where our first reading is. Again, it's the uh, sixth Sunday after Easter. Uh, we're going along with this uh, daily reading through this uh, through the Christian calendar. And so the, the, the theme for this week comes from Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, which says, I will pour out a spirit of compassion and supplication. Hmm. It's a prophetic word about the coming of the, of the Holy Spirit, right? It's going to pour out a spirit of compassion and supplication. We're getting close to, the, uh, to Pentecost, June 5th is uh, Pentecost Sunday, and so we're getting close to, um, to, the, to celebrating the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the birth of the church, as it were. So, All right, let's do this. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. So let's, uh, let's jump into Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1 through uh, 10. Deuteronomy 8, 1 through 10. Welcome, everybody. So glad to have you guys on. Hope you have, I hope your Monday morning is starting off right. Well, it seems to be. I mean, you're starting with the Word of God. So, I mean, that's a good, that's a good first start. First start. That's redundant. Uh, that's a good start. Uh, be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live. I mean, I want to live, right? I want to live, right? We want to live. Well, here you said, be careful to follow every, every, every command I'm giving you today so that you may live. Remember that Deuteronomy is written uh, uh, as the children of Israel on the, about to uh, uh, enter the promised land. It's, got, it's a recapping of all the law. Um, it's a remembering of everything that had been taught to them and all the lessons that they had learned in the wilderness. How many of you know you can, you can accumulate some lessons in the wilderness? Yeah, when you're in a wilderness, you know maybe you've been a, you go through a season of difficulty or trials, uh, drought, hardship, struggle. You can accumulate a bag full of lessons. Now the problem is, when things get better, if we don't pay attention, we'll forget the lessons. And then, and then you know what? You got to repeat the test. <laughs> you've, if you forget the lesson, you repeat the test. That's how that works. So, um, so, but you can accumulate a lot of lessons in the wilderness, and so Israel did. They 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 could collected quite an assortment, quite a quite a cachet of lessons. But now Moses wants to make sure they don't forget the lessons when they enter the promised land. So he says, if you want to follow, if you want to you live in the land and increase uh, and possess the land that I promised on oath to your ancestors, you got to remember verse two. Remember. How the Lord, your God, led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. So the wilderness was a, was a, uh, was a season of testing to, to see what was in the heart. And it's true, man. Like not, I mean, you can, you can recite all the Bible verses you want. You can... You can, uh, you know, say all the, you can know all the cliche sayings that, you know, that, oh, you, you may speak fluid, fluent, you may speak fluent Christianese. You know, Christianese, you know, all those little Christian sayings people say. God never give me more than you can bear. 
Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> Praise the Lord anyway. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you can know all little Christian phrases. Some of them are filled with good theology. Some of them are filled with terrible theology. Um, but the way that, whether that's really true, whether you really believe it, whether you really own it, I mean, that comes out in life, man. That comes out in the wilderness. When you're in the wilderness, that's when you see what, what's really in there. It's that pressure cooker idea, right? Like, uh, you want to see what's really down in there and just put it under, put it under pressure. And when you put it under pressure, that's what, what sprays out of the top. That's what's really in there. And so that's what the wilderness was for Israel, right? It tested them to see what was really in their heart. Verse 3, he humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Yeah. You don't live by bread alone. You live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Now, where, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Because we know that that's the verse Jesus quoted when he was tempted by Satan in the wilderness. When he uh, tested uh, Jesus to turn the stone into bread, he said, no, 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 no. Man doesn't live by bread alone, boy. That's what he said. Bread, man, man doesn't live by bread alone, boy. It's by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Verse 4, your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not swell during those 40 years. Man, that's a miracle right there because I just went for a walk and I'm going to tell you right now, I got fat fingers right now. I know y'all laughing at me. I don't care. It's hot outside right now. It's a little humid. And they they went into, they were in the wilderness for 40 years and their feet didn't swell. I just walked for two miles, 30 minutes, and my, my fingers are fat. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a miracle. They're getting a little better right now. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, it's the humidity. It is. That humidity makes me makes fat fingers. And so they walked in the wood, they were in the wilderness 40 years, and their feet didn't swell. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord disciplines, so your Lord God disciplines you. Hmm. Remember, he's, remember, remember, he's trying to get them to remember, right? Like, remember what you learned in the wilderness. Remember how God provided for you. Remember how it was a time of testing and proving what was in your heart. Remember that God provided stuff, uh, food that would sustain you that you didn't even know existed before. You didn't even know anything about it. God provided it for you. And think of the miracles that your feet didn't swell. They're like, yeah, you know, that's true. Wait a minute. That's right. My feet, my feet didn't swell one time. Man, I never, I never even thought about that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, here, to, I'm here to remind you. <laughs> your feet didn't swell. It's like it's like it's like when you have an ailment and you're like, wait a minute, it's been a week since my back hurt. <laughs> I forgot that thing was killing me. It's been a whole week. My back's not hurting no more. Hmm. <laughs> That's like, like so Moses is like for forty years, your feet didn't swell. They're like, you know what? That's true. Verse five or verse six. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him. 
and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, and deep springs gushing out into valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig out, you can dig copper out of the hills. Some of you know, you know, sometimes some of you, this may be a great, great word for you today. Some of you may be, uh, it, you're, 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 you're about to leave, leave the wilderness that you've been in. You're about to, you're about to enter a good season. Yeah. Some of you, you've been in a season of struggle, season of scarcity, season of hardship. And, uh, and the Lord wants you to know through his word today, you know, you're about to leave that land. You're about to leave that land. You're about to leave, go into a land of, of goodness, of, of, of abundance and uh, of provision. Um, so, so we receive that. Yes. Going into the good land. Now look, don't forget the lessons you learned in the wilderness. Don't forget the lessons you learned in the struggle. Don't, let, don't forget the lessons you learned when it was hard. Don't forget about the fact your feet didn't swell. <laughs> I know it was hard, but tell me it would have been a whole lot worse if you were with some swollen feet. So next time you're going through a hardship, you say, oh, you know what? This is not fun, but I'm going to tell you, my feet aren't swollen. <laughs> Praise Jesus. <laughs> People, we look at you like you're crazy. Like, you know what? This was a terrible day. Terrible day. I mean, this happened and that happened and the dog ran off and this happened and, uh, you know, got in a little fender bender and the boss was a jerk. But you know what? My feet ain't swollen. <laughs> <laughs> Can always find the positive, but yeah, some of you you're leaving you're leaving a uh, you're leaving a, sen- a season of uh, of of the wilderness. You're gonna you're entering into a new season. Yeah, can receive that. Just don't forget the lessons, right? Verse ten, and when you have eaten, here's the whole point about when you enter the good land, right? Whenever you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land He has given you, and be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to, to obey his commands, his laws, decrees that I'm giving you this day. Wow. Because that's what happens. That's what happens. That's the real. Get into the good land. I mean, when things are hard, you pray. God, help me. God, I need you. God, uh, sustain me. God, guide me. God, lead me. Then he takes you out of the wilderness, takes you out of the, that struggling hard land. You go into the promised land. And then you forget about God. Forget about all the all that God has taught you. you, you we leave the lessons behind. That's human nature. But we, we don't want to do that, man. We want to take the lessons with us into the promised land. Why? Because so that we can uh, enjoy, so that we may live and increase. How do, you, how do you make a good season better? By bringing the Lord's commandments and the lessons that you've learned in the wilderness with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Bring it with you. Um, James chapter 1. James 1. Let's do this. James 1. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to this Monday edition of the podcast. So glad you guys are all on. James 1, 1 through 15. 
Here it is. James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, the brother of Jesus, but he's a servant of God and a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Hmm. Why? That's a good I mean, That just opens up a good question, why? Consider it pure joy when you're going through hardship, when you're in the wilderness. Yeah, why? Because you know, you got to rely on what you know. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, just like the children of Israel in the wilderness. Their, uh, their wilderness experience tested their heart and purified them. So we know, it's what we know, not what we feel, what we know is that testing of our faith produces perseverance. And verse 4, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So even the, even the trials and hardships we go through, God uses it to mature us and to uh, make us complete. It's never wasted. Um, you think, man, this is a waste. Why am I going through this? It's a waste of time. No, it's not. No, it's not. God doesn't waste any trial, doesn't waste any crisis, doesn't waste any hardship. Because we know, what do we know? We know that our uh, testing produces perseverance. Verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, anybody, la anybody lacking some wisdom, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do in this situation. I don't exactly know how to handle this. I need some wisdom. If any of us, we bought right here. Right here, y'all. I'm with you. If you like, if you lack, lack wisdom. We like it, and we lack it. <laughs> I like it, and I lack it. So uh, because I like it, and I lack it, I'm going to ask for it. <laughs> you know, in some parts of the country, that word sounds the same. Lack. Is that you saying you you saying you lack it or you like it? Lack. Like I said, did you say you like it or you lack it? I lack. I, I know, but but what I'm asking is, <laughs> do you like it or do you lack it? I lack it. <clears throat> We're not getting anywhere. Uh, but we both, right? I like it and I lack it. I can use some more of it. Um, there's a country song. I'm pretty sure I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. But I'm not. I don't know what the next line is, so I won't sing any more of that. <laughs> I'm not sure what the context of that song is. I like it. I love it. I want some more. I'm not sure. It's probably not about the wisdom of God, though. Um, anyway, back to the back to the to the holy word. Um, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. So ask God for wisdom, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the wave of a sea blown and tossed by the wind. What is James saying there? He's saying when we pray and ask God for something, specifically wisdom, we ask in, uh, with expectation. 
right? We don't, we don't ask with doubt. We ask with expectation that God is going to grant. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mary. That's Tim McGraw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we ask God with um, expectation that God is going to give wisdom. So I ask God for wisdom, and then I move forward with expectation that God has granted it. So we shouldn't doubt because that person's like a, you know, wave tossed by the sea, blown, blown, you know, and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Okay, somebody, maybe the word for somebody today is you got to be single-minded. You've been double-minded too long. You go back and forth, back and forth. You got to be single-minded. You got to decide to be single-minded. You ain't got to pray about it. Uh, does the Lord want me to be single-minded? He wants you to be single-minded. <laughs> Do I want to be, does he want me to be double-minded or single-minded? Focused on him. Focused on what is good. And what is true, what is right, what is holy. First time. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. So if you're in a humble circumstance, you're actually in a high position. But the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wildflower. James, James came hard against the rich, man. He just came hard against them. He's like, hey, don't be boasting about your riches. <laughs> uh, for the sun rises with scorching heat and withers. You guys have no idea what goes on in my mind that never comes out of my mouth, which is a good thing for everyone. Trust me. But but I know some of you, you got the same crazy mind, so you got crazy things running through your mind too. But I mean, sometimes it does come out, and then that's awkward. Um, anyway, verse 11, For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. It, its blossom falls, and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade. Away, I'm sorry, the bad place to stop there. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. This is the summation, right? Here's the little beatitude. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Man, look, that's a great promise for you today if you're going through a trial. Blessed, blessed is the person. You persevere through that trial, man. Persevere. Keep following the Lord. Keep accumulating those lessons. Keep filling that that cachet in your in your heart with lessons that you're learning from the Lord. And just persevere, persevere, persevere. Keep going, because there's a there's a, there's a there's a prize at the end of that thing, man. The person will receive a crown of life that the Lord has promised for those who love Him. Yeah, God will reward you for your perseverance. Praise the Lord. All right, let's jump over to Luke, Luke chapter 9. This is our last reading for today, Luke chapter 9. Thanks, everybody, for being on, spending some time together, spending some time in the Word. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. We're going to get some more of it. We're going to read Luke chapter 9 now. <laughs> uh, Luke chapter 9, here we go. 18, beginning of verse 18. Once... 
when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, who do the crowds say I am? That's a good question to ask anytime, right? What do, what do people saying today about Jesus? Oh, he's a good teacher. Oh, I like Jesus. I just don't like the church. Well, you don't know Jesus very well then because that ain't an option. I like Jesus. I just don't like his people. No, well, mm, you don't know Jesus very well. <laughs> um, but they, a lot of people say things about Jesus. Well, you know, they. I like the Jesus that's loving and kind and cuddly like a Teletubby. I don't like the Jesus that makes me do things I don't want to do. I don't like the Jesus that, conf, you know, confronts my sin. I don't like the Jesus that, that uh, you know, confronts the, the sins of the world. I like the Jesus that talks about forgiveness. I like him. I like the Jesus who uh, uh, tells uh, religious people off. Okay, that's a cool Jesus. Hashtag cool Jesus. I love that Jesus, the one that tells religious people off. He's, he's sweet. I like him. He's nice. Um, I like, the, oh, the Jesus that like threw over the money changers the, the, in the temple. That was, all, that was, that was savage. I, I'm digging that. Um, so I like that. That's what some people are saying. Um, oh, the Jesus that says I need to repent. Mm, yeah. Uh, I'm still praying about that one. What about the G? What about the Jesus that says, "Take the uh, the plank out of your own eye uh, before you worry about the speck in someone else"? I don't mean. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, we, we. Who do people say? Gee, they got all people got all kind of opinions about who Jesus is. He was a great prophet. He was a great moral teacher. He was a very kind man, compassionate man. Blah blah blah. Well, he was God, actually. What he was. And he said things you probably like, and he says some things you probably don't like. And you know, at the end of the day, it don't really matter what you think. <laughs> God love you, and God keep you, but it don't really matter. <laughs> that was a little salty, wasn't it? I'm sorry, y'all. It's the fat fingers. I'm just saying. It's the fat fingers that's causing that. Oh, my goodness. Verse 18. Uh, then they, re they replied, some say John the Baptist. That's what people are saying Jesus was. Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. So people was, even back then, they had all kind of ideas who Jesus was. Verse 20. But what about you? Come on, morning prayer people. What about you? Who do you say I am? Peter answered, God's Messiah. Hmm. Verse 21, Jesus strictly warned them not to say that to anyone. And he said, the Son of Man, why? Because they didn't understand what that meant. It was true, 100%, but they didn't quite understand what that would entail. So Jesus is about to tell them right here, verse 22. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed. And on the third day, be raised to life. Now, they didn't get all that early on. They didn't get all that. Then he said to them, whoever wants to be my disciple, who wants to be Jesus' disciple? Right here, right here, right here. Hands up. I want to be his disciple. Well, okay, this is what you do. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny him themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. 
Hmm. How many people are saying that about Jesus? Like, if you want to follow Jesus, you got you got to die to yourself daily, take up your cross, and follow Him. That's what that's what it means to follow Jesus. Uh, verse 24. For whoever wants to save their life, who wants to save their life? Hands up, hands up. Who wants to save their life? I do. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, well, if you want to save your life, you'll, you'll lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. So if we want to save it, we've got to lose our lives for Jesus. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and lose or forfeit their very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and his holy angels. Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. We want to save our lives, we lose it. We give it to Jesus. We surrender it. We lay our lives down. We take up our cross daily. And what? Because, again, what, what, what does it profit to gain the whole world and lose your own soul? So you want to save your soul. I love this because Jesus is appealing to our desire to save our own souls. We do want to save our soul. There's nothing wrong with that. If you want us, but he's telling you there's the way to do it. If you want to save it, because your soul is of value, tremendous value. If you want to save it, this is how you do it. You got to lay it down. You got to die to yourself daily. You got to surrender your life to Christ. Why? It goes back to our first reading, right? When you get into the land, if you want to live, remember the Lord, do his what he says. Why? So that you may live. You want to live? Yeah, then do what he says. <laughs> then do what he says because he loves you and he's for you. All right, you guys, thanks so much for being on today. Let's, uh, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and grace. Thank you for a new day, a new week uh, to learn, to grow, to serve, um, to do your will. Lord, thank you for the good and gracious gifts you, you deposit into our lives. We know every good and gracious gift is from you. And so, Lord, I uh, thank you uh, for the lessons that you teach us through the wilderness. Some of us are in wildernesses today, uh, in the wilderness today, and we're, we're accumulating lessons. Lord, help us to remember those lessons for the time we enter the good land, the, the next uh, season of abundance. Lord, some of us are about to leave the wilderness. We're going into a good season. Lord, help us to remember those lessons that you've taught us and to apply them and to put you first always and to serve you so that it might go well with us. God, I pray for my friends today, whatever they're going through, whatever season of life they're in, may they sense your peace, your... Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.